Luke chapter 15, we're going to start at verse 1. And um, we're going to read the first section of the chapter, and then we're going to look at the second section of the chapter. So beginning at verse 1, Then drew it near to him, that is to Jesus, obviously, all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. So that word publicans is people who gather the tax. They were in Great Britain, if you're a publican, you own a pub. But in the Bible, when it says publicans, it means those who went around for the Roman governor to collect tax from all the people. So they... And the Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So Jesus receives sinners. The first thing I want to point out. He receives sinners. And not only that, it says at the beginning there in verse 1, they drew near to him. Do you notice that the Pharisees, the religious people of the day, they weren't drawing near to Jesus. It was the publicans, the tax gatherers and the sinners. They wanted to hear what Jesus had to, had to say. Now the religious people, the self-righteous people, didn't want to know what Jesus... And if he said anything, look out, Jesus, we'll get you in trouble. We'll turn what you said into something make it look nasty, because they hated Jesus. As we know, we've discovered already. And he spoke a parable unto them, saying, What man of you... Having a hundred sheep, and if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost until he find it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbours, saying to them, Rejoice with me! I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you, and likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents, more than over ninety-nine just persons, or righteous persons, that means, which need no repentance. So there we have a very interesting answer to these scribes and Pharisees. In fact, if you go over, you don't have to turn to it, but uh, you probably, it's easy if I just uh, go into chapter 19, I think it is. Uh, Jesus says in chapter 19 and verse 10, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Okay, so his sheep was lost, right? It's a parable, it's a picture. So that's why Jesus has come, to seek that which is lost. So he leaves all the rest 
Anyway, he, and then he says, well, he rejoices because he's found one that was lost. The one that was lost, he's brought it home, and now there's rejoicing. And he goes on to say, in verse 7, I say to you that likewise, joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. So there's joy in heaven. We've talked all about repentance, haven't we? Mm. Hmm? So when a person repents, there's joy in heaven. But you notice Jesus didn't mention anything about repenting, did he? He just mentioned it at the end. So why? Why didn't he mention that in the parable? Well, because the one that's found is the one that's repented. Jesus can't find you or me until we come to repentance. Did you know that? Until yeah. so we come to repent of our sins and turn to him, there is no way he can put us on his shoulder and take us back. Because we're not in a position to receive him. He receives sinners, but only that they should come to repentance. So to be, to repent means that God has found you because you've changed your disposition, you've changed the way that you think, you've changed your attitude toward God and when a person changes their attitude toward God through repenting of their sins in their previous life because it's against God they've sinned then God's able to find them and to take them home, to be in the fold of his sheep. Remember we read before in John's Gospel, I am the good shepherd, my sheep hear my voice. Remember that? Yes. So anyway, there's another, another parable here. Eight, one of a woman has ten pieces of silver. If she lose one piece, doesn't she light a candle or a lamp, it should be translated, and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? Wouldn't she do that? I mean, you've got, I mean, I haven't got any pieces of silver. In fact, it's a Greek coin. It's not worth very much. Seven and a half old pennies. Oh. <laughs> okay. And that would have been in 1890 something when this edition of the Bible was printed. Uh, so, it's not a lot of money, is it? Well, it'd be nothing today, would it? But anyway, it was worth a lot in 1890. Seven and a half old pence, not new pence. So she had, how many pieces did she have? Ten. And she lost one. Now, did you notice it says, uh, it's a woman, lost one piece, she lights a candle, because they didn't have any electricity in those days, just in case you thought they did. And uh, sweeping brush, she's got the candle, got the lamp in her hand, she's sweeping, and she puts it up high so, until she finds it. So she's not going to stop until she finds it. Not going to stop. Just like the man, the shepherd, 
never gave up until he found the sheep, right? Mm-hmm. I know, that's like talking to a Sunday school, isn't it? You have to forgive me, treating you like children. But you know, unless we become like little children, we never entered into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said that. So, and when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbours together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God when one sinner repents. You see, he's talking about repentance, not pieces of silver. Do you see what he's really talking about? What he's really talking about is not a lost sheep, he's talking about a person who repents. When he talks about a piece of silver, something that's precious, precious to God. You're precious to God. He doesn't want you to be lost. And I want to tell you, you're lost until Jesus finds you. You're lost. Eternally lost. Until Jesus finds you. And that's what he's come. And the sinners, they draw near to him. Verse 1. They drew near. Have you drawn near to Jesus? Are you drawing near to Jesus? Is, Is your heart going after Jesus? Lord, I want to hear what you've got. See, they drew near that they might hear him in verse 1. Are you drawing near to Jesus that he might speak to you? Speak to you? Speak to me? Because unless we draw near to Jesus, we can't hear him. Well, we couldn't, can we? We're over there. The other side of the city, town, village. We've got to draw near. That's the first thing it's got to do is draw near to Jesus. And listen to what he says. Because Jesus has come to seek and save that which is lost. And I said you are lost until Jesus finds you. But he can't find you until you repent. Can't find me unless I repented. But when we repent, heaven rejoices. So, there's so much we could say. I'm going to read the rest of it, so you better settle down. So we're going to go on now to, to speak of what I mentioned to you last week before the meeting got underway. Verse 11. And Jesus said, it says here, so Jesus said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. So the father divided between the two sons, right? He said, 50%, 50%, that's what you want it. That one, you can have it. But it is, it's yours. Now, 
it didn't say that that young man was going to go away, but he decided later, after many days, the young man, he decided to gather together all that he had and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance. So all that his father given him, he wasted. Now, you might have in your Bible, riotous living. That sort of gives the impression that he was making lots of noise like a riot, didn't it? It doesn't mean that at all. The actual word is to prodigate. And prodigate means to squander, to waste, to, you know, like, just, well, just doesn't matter, just go over here, you know, do that, spend money there, spend money there, spend money there. You probably know maybe one or two people in your life you've met a few like that. Wasted everything, spent all his money on this, that and the other. And then as a famine comes. So what he did, he went and joined himself in verse 15, is it? Yes. <coughs> to a citizen of that country, and the citizen, or the man, sent him into the fields to feed swine, pigs. And he would have, it says he would fain, that means he, he, he would have, if he could, eat the very things that the pigs were eating. It says there that he would have filled his belly with the husks that the pigs ate, and no, and no man gave unto him. So he came to a desperate situation, and hadn't he? Desperate. You know, God's got to bring us to a desperate situation. You might think, oh, it's not very nice of you, Lord. Bring me to death. You know, he does. He does, and he has to. Because we got to realise the state we're really in that we're not what we think we are. So he was in a desperate state and he was going to fill his belly, it says here, his stomach, with the husks that the pigs ate and no one gave him anything. And when he came to himself, he said, how many servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish. You know, we've got to come to a place where we realise we're perishing. You know, you have to be born again. You have to have eternal life. Otherwise, you'll perish. Eternally. This fellow would have perished physically, but he came to himself. You know, We've got to come to ourself. We think we're something that we're not. We think we're okay. Until our circumstances become such that we realise, no, we're not okay. I'm going to perish. I'm going to perish. But God wants to bring us to that state of mind where we realise we're going to perish. Have you ever come there? 
Have you ever realised that you are going to perish forever, eternally? You do something. Unless we do something. Obviously speaking of myself, not just you. He came to himself. That's a wonderful place to come. To come to the realisation that I'm going to perish. That's the beginning of repentance. And he says, in my father's house, what did we do the other week when I recorded a message? Jesus, I'm going to prepare a place for you in my father's house and many residences. Ah, did you see the link? Okay. In my father's house are many mansions, it says. But my servants have more bread. And even to spare, near that I'm perishing. It says, I will arise and go to my father and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. Ah, you sinned against heaven, you see that? And in your sight, he says, I've sinned against heaven. We need to realise that we've sinned against heaven. We've sinned against God. In God's sight, in our Father's, Heavenly Father's sight. Can you see that? But the thing is here, he says, I will arise. To come to a place where we arise and go. We've got to arise from our situation when we realise our need that we're going to perish. We arise and we go. We don't stay where we are and say, oh, I feel terrible. I know I'm going to go to hell. No one loves me. Didn't. No, you arise and you go to God, the Saviour. I've come to seek and to save that which is lost. Your whole being must arise and you must go to God, the Father. And you can only come to the Father by which means Through Jesus. Through Jesus. No man comes to the Father except through me. These are not just words. But when he was yet afar away off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and kissed him. And he said unto him, and he said, And Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Just leave it there a minute. So his father saw him afar off. So when we get up and go, we've got to be a get up and go person. Are you a get up and go person when it comes to God? Or you sit down and, well, maybe one day. Yeah, I know when men things get worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably decide for God. And the next day, you might be in your grave. I'm being absolutely serious. I'm not being glib. I'm absolutely serious. So, whenever a sinner repents, 
You see those two parables before? What happened when they found it? There was rejoicing. They called the neighbours in. I found my sheep. I found the piece of silver. Coming in, we're going to rejoice. This is what's happening here. The father sees his son afar off and he runs because he sees something in him. He's coming back to me. He's come to his senses. He's come to a realisation that this is the only place to come to. This is where he's welcome. This is where he's loved. This is the Father's mansion that's been prepared. So he comes to his Father and his Father comes running to him. Can you see the picture in your mind? That's what God will do with you and me when we repent. To repent means to change your mind. To turn. Remember we talked about it? Turn. Go a different direction. You go towards God instead of going the way you were going. He has turned. And now he's going. You see? He's turned. And he's going toward God. Have you turned and are you going toward God? We've got to arise. We've got to go. To Father. Through Jesus Christ. Who is the way, the truth and the life. So, and he said, I've sinned. He said, I've sinned. Father, there's Father running and he's fell on his neck, put his arms around him, he's kissing his son. That's what God will do to you. What a welcome. There's a hymn. Oh, what a welcome I have found there. What a welcome. You think, see, God's welcoming him home, isn't he? The father is welcoming his son home. But my son, his son, sorry, there's his father kissing him and hugging him and, oh, it's lovely to see you again, son. I missed you so much. I'm glad that you've come back. And the son says, Father, I've sinned. The son's attitude is 100% what God wanted, what the father wanted. 100% right, I have sinned. The sinners came to, drew near to hear him. It's the sinners that repent. Jesus said, the righteous have no need didn't he, of repentance. Back in verse 7, he says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents more than the 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. This man, this son, had come to his senses. He realised, I'm a sinner. And everybody, it's a picture of everybody in the world. We're all sinners. But all have sinned in the glory of God, the Apostle Paul said in Romans. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. I'm not worthy. We've got to understand we're not worthy. We're not worthy to go to heaven. We're not worthy to be in Father's house. We are not worthy. We're sinners. We are all sinners. We've all fallen short. And we've got to come to a place where we repent and come to our... You might not like what I'm saying. You might not want to come next week again, Didi. But I'm telling you the truth in Jesus' name. We must come to this place where we come to our senses and realise I'm a sinner and repent and go to God and, and come to a place we rush to God. He's rushing towards you this morning. You might not realise, but God will rush towards you if you repent. And he'll take you in his arms and he'll kiss you. And he'll take you home with him. And not only that, we read here, bring forth the best robe. And put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. See, he had nothing. He had nothing. He was feeding the pigs and he didn't even have, he was going to eat their food because he didn't have any. And then he came to his senses. He had nothing. He squandered everything. No shoes. No cloak. Can you see? No robe. He'd squandered everything. Had we sold his clothes off to buy food until it all ran out. You see, there's no famine here. There's no famine, famine here, is there? They've got bread enough and to spare. I am the bread of life, Jesus said. Mm -hmm. The man eat thereof and live forever. And so, he went on to say, and bring hither, or bring here, the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. I, I won't read the rest just now because I think I've spoken long enough. But did you notice the two cup? Did you notice the couplet there? A couple of things that go together, the couple together. He's dead, he's alive, he was lost, he's found. See, you're dead as far as God's concerned. Father said that. The father said that. My son's dead. Or was. And now he's alive again. He was lost, but he's found. And they began to be merry. Through a big party, had the fatted calf, the big, you know, it was kept for a special day, the fatted calf, a special occasion. It wasn't killed for any other re any reason apart from the fact that it was going to be a very, very special occasion. And the occasion was that his, his dead son was now alive. God considers you to be dead until you're saved. So just put those together in, in that verse there, in verse, where is it now, 23, 24. This, my son, was dead 
and is alive again. He was lost and is found. You see, so you can say he was dead equals lost, is alive equals found. You, you, can you see that? Yeah. So, God doesn't want us to be lost. Jesus said, I've come to save, as I read in chapter 19, the Son of Man, that means him, himself. The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. See? To save that which is lost. And I think in chapter 5, now I'm going to end with this. I hope I've said enough <laughs> to convince you, or God convince you rather, that we must come to this place. Whether I can find what I'm looking for now. Yes, I can. I'm going back into chapter 5. You don't need to turn to it. So, again, it's the scribes and Pharisees in verse 30, Tricia, if you're following, or anyone else. The scribes and Pharisees murmured. See, they're murmuring again against Jesus, against his disciples this time, sorry, saying, why do you eat and drink with publicans and sinners? Why does your master eat and drink with publicans and sinners? Have you ever thought of that? We read it just now. Why does he do that? But well, he wants to reach them. He wants to teach them. They're lost. Jesus said, I, it says, Jesus answered and said to them, they that are whole need not a physician, a doctor, but they that are sick. I, came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. That's what Jesus came, to call us to repentance so that we can be saved because we're lost. Amen. Father, we thank you for helping us, Lord, to, to understand something of which you want to speak to us, Lord, today. Help us to be faithful to what we've heard, Lord, and to respond and to allow you to have your way in our life because you've come to seek us, to save us, Lord, that that which was lost may be found. Lord Jesus, we, we give ourselves over to you and we confess, Lord, that we are sinners. We confess, Lord, that we're lost in this world of sin, without God and without hope in the world. And we thank you, Lord, you've come to seek us and to speak to us. Help us to hear you, Lord, and help us to arise. Help us to come to our senses and arise and go to you, Father. Amen. Okay. I'm going to sing something else now, I believe. Hmm? Yes. So you had a hymn book there. Thank you, that was again very moving. It's in the red book. In the red book. If you need to respond in your heart, don't let anything get in your way. Don't, you know, just let it come out. Break through, open your heart to God. 
and respond. Because now is the day of salvation, the Bible says, now is the day of salvation, now is the accepted time. Seek the Lord where he may, whilst he may be found. Call on him while he is near. I was lost, but Jesus found me. Found the sheep that went astray. Through his loving arms around me. Drew me back into his way. How 